Dead Men Tales is brought to you by SupplyHouse.com. What if I tell you you could skip waiting at all the long checkout lines this winter by shopping for your next heating job from home? Sounds pretty good, right? Just go to SupplyHouse.com. SupplyHouse carries over 200,000 high-quality name-brand heating products and replacement parts at honest prices to make your next job simple. Visit their site or download the SupplyHouse.com app. Browse their full inventory and get the parts you need shipped directly to your door. See? Not a single line. So kick back by the fire. Save time shopping online with SupplyHouse.com. From HeatingHelp.com, it's Dead Men Tales. I'm Dan Hollihan. My teacher, the late great Gil Carlson, used to talk about the law of the tea, which states, whatever goes into a tea must come out. To which you are probably saying, duh. <laughs> I know, it sounds obvious and a bit silly, but it's the hinge pin of most hydronic systems. And that's why Gill always brought it up. If the water comes out of a tea the wrong way, you're in trouble. The dead men struggled with that law from the very beginning. The first hot water heating system, built in 1777 in Paris, France, to warm chickens in a poultry barn, contained mostly elbows. The single heating pipe laced back and forth under the small boxes that held the chickens on several floors. The only tea I see in the old pen and ink drawing is the one connecting the top of the high point of the heating pipe to the overflow tank, which grew up to become what we call an expansion tank. The tea that Gil Carlson had in mind showed up later, around the time when the dead men started to use radiators. Those teas sent the hot water either through or around a radiator. And I imagine many of those folks learned about the law of the tea the hard way. Time went by and steam became very popular in the United States. The English had thought of it first, but then had the good sense to realize those systems had a habit of exploding. So they let the Americans run with it. This happened at a time when the heating industry was split in two, with some of the dead men promoting the less expensive steam heating, while others went for the much safer gravity hot water heating systems. Hot water heating was simple in principle, but very complicated when it came to its installation because the hot water always wanted to go to the top of the system first. They used a bunch of piping tricks to coax the hot water into the radiators on the lower floors, and some of those tricks involved T's. For instance, they'd pipe a first floor radiator off the run of a vertical T whose bull would continue through an elbow to the upper floors. Whatever goes into a T must come out. The dead men made it easier for the hot water to come out of the run of that tea and head for the first floor radiators first. It was simple and very effective. Another of the challenges of gravity hot water heating was that the horizontal mains in the basement heated from the rounded top of the main to its bottom. That happened because there were no circulators at the time. The water stratified inside the pipe, hot on top, cooler on the bottom. To deal with this, a company called Phelps invented a tea that had two bulls which I suppose took it out of the realm of being an actual tea, but bear with me. The run of the Phelps tea was in the horizontal main. Knowing the water would stratify within that main, the hottest water being at the top, Phelps had a bull come directly off the top, allowing the hottest water to rise to the radiator. The installer would set the second bull at 90 degrees to the first bull and position it near the bottom of the tea. Set up this way, the hottest water would rise out of the top of the main and a return from that same radiator 
would re-enter the main at the bottom of the T, where the cooler water was. My guess is that the Phelps T didn't work out very well in the field, though. I've never seen one on any job, nor have I heard from anyone else who has. But the drawings of them in my antique engineering books tell me that the concept was a good one. It's just that better things would follow. And that didn't take very long. Mark Honeywell, an ambitious plumber from Florida, was patenting all sorts of clever devices in those turn-of-the-century days. One of his ideas was a tee that would work with the stratifying of the water in those horizontal mains. This tee run would go in the horizontal main with the bull pointing upward toward the radiator. The trick, though, was that there was a cuff built into the inside of the tee. It was sort of a pipe within a pipe, with a space near the top of the tee that the hot water could slide under when there was enough of it. The hot water would have to completely fill the main from top to bottom before any of the water could slip under the cuff inside the Honeywell T. If you had a number of radiators hooked up along a main, they would all get the hot water at the same time because no hot water could move from those T's until the whole main was hot from top to bottom. And as soon as the hot water entered the radiators, the cooler water inside the radiators would fall by gravity through a second identical Honeywell T on the return side. It did a nice job of balancing the system in those days, and if you looked at this tee from the outside, you would never know there was anything special about it. But now you do. And when one person has a good idea, more people are bound to do the same. A company called Eureka came out with a tee that looked like it would do well in a modern primary-secondary system if it wasn't for the internal baffle. Eureka's tee had four tappings, making it, like the Phelps fitting, a questionable tee. But it worked well. The run of the tee was in the horizontal main. The flow and return tappings were set next to each other at the top of the tee. The stratified water would move by gravity down the main, and the hottest water would rise through the flow tapping and go to the radiator. The cooler water in the radiator would fall by gravity and re-enter the Eureka tee through the return tapping. What made the magic happen was that vertical baffle between the flow and return tappings. When I see this one, I think of the divertities that would show up later from companies such as Bell and & Gossett and Taco. And yes, I have seen Eureka tees in the field. My favorite of all, though, was the OS fitting, and mainly because the name came from the initials of its inventor, Oliver Schlemmer of Cincinnati, Ohio. I favor this tee because I just love saying that guy's name. Try it. It sounds like you're biting into a crisp apple. Oliver Schlemmer. <laughs> and his tee was the first to really go after the steam fitters with hot water heat. The OS fitting was a true diverter tee which led to the development of one-pipe hot water heating, a system that could compete with one-pipe steam. Other diverter tees would follow, of course, and these would change the direction of hydronic heating during the years following World War II, when so many tracked houses were going up. Many of those houses had convectors that took their supply and return from diverter tees. These days, I think the most special tees are the ones designed to make primary-secondary heating systems easier for you to install. They give you a way to purge air and balance flow, and they save all sorts of time when it comes to piping. Manufacturers just keep getting smarter because they're listening to the people in the field who are doing the work. They look for problems, and they come up with products that solve those problems. And they know for sure that whatever goes into a tea must come out. It's how it comes out that keeps getting better. I hope you liked that tale. And if you did, please share it with your friends. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. I have many more Dead Men Tales to share with you, 
and I appreciate the time you spend with me. Thanks. Thanks.